Hello, I'm Russell Shaw, a Senior Market Specialist at FXM. Welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Since 1999, FXM has provided global traders access to the world's largest and most liquid markets. Keep listening to get our quality market commentary and analysis. Hello everyone and thank you very much for joining. This is FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. My name is Russell Shaw. I'm a senior market specialist at FXM. Joining me is Nick Tsiburis, my colleague and fellow senior market specialist. Uh, Before uh, Nick and I begin our conversation, just want to remind everyone that that is exactly what it is. It's a a conversation. Please don't take this as um, advice. It's general market commentary only. And in that regard, Please listen all the way to the end. We'll have our regional disclaimers right at the end of the of the podcast. With that um, out of the way, let's bring Nick in. Nick, are you there? Hello, Russell. Hello to our listeners. Nick, uh, we've just got a... just yeah. before you start, I'm begging your pardon. I just want to date stamp. Of course, today is Monday, and it is the 30th of January. So let me just uh, put that out there. Uh, sorry for cutting you off, Nick. Yeah, we just about. It. It's, it's a packed week, super exciting week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fed, ECB, and uh, BOE once again uh, within two days apart. And what a kickoff to, to February, right? Within the first two, three days, we have so many uh, things to, to expect. A mountain there of were, information. Yeah, mountain yeah, of information. A lot to chew on. But we also had a few things uh, from last week that we need to um that's on right that's on yeah right. yeah what i'd like to do is perhaps just start off with uh friday's inflation numbers because i think that ties in nasty with this week um what did you make of the uh, pce yeah so uh, we saw another moderation in in the uh in inflation uh there the the pc uh i th- both the headline and the coin in year over year comparison they were the lowest in over a year mm-hmm uh, and I think uh, they definitely, in my mind, they definitely can support another slowdown by the Fed in terms of uh, of rates. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, just taking a look at it in terms of technicals, you know, put, you put in your peaks and troughs. There's no, there's no doubt that the uh, core PCE is now starting to trend down, and I think that's going to be um, pleasing to the Fed. Um, What's going to be interesting is, of course, uh, how how tough they they talk. We'll, we'll talk about that in a in a in a, yeah. a a moment or two. Let me just also go back one day uh, GDP because I think that that was interesting. Um, on the surface level, it looked really good, didn't it? Yeah, it, it was good. It was two point nine percent annualized for the fourth quarter, um, better than expected, lower than than the third quarter figure, mm-hmm. which was at 3.2, but it's still uh, quite strong. Um, you have some more, in, uh, let's say, insights into how strong was it, but I want to say that overall it was good enough, um, uh, you know, to to not spook the markets, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and uh, that, that's my main uh, view here. 
I think from, from our point of view, uh, there are hidden elements. Uh, I want to keep an eye on inventories. They seem to be uh, moving up at a time when uh, consum consumption seems to be slowing down. So to me, that's an uncomfortable combination. I think it's something that we need to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now, we saw the core PCE numbers coming down stateside. A little bit of an opposite type of print coming from Australia. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we had the Q4 figure from Australia headline CPI uh, jumped 7.8% year over year. Um, that's the biggest increase since 1990. Uh, and there we have an RBA, which is... We cannot say it's not hawkish. It is hawkish and has been raising rates for quite a while, but it has been, it has downshifted um, to small 25 base points for a few mm -hmm. meetings now uh, and has pointed to more moves ahead. And I think that cements expectations for further tightening. Yeah, I would agree. I think it might even put in another one or two hikes uh, to the cycle. Um, but it's interesting because they are a commodities based um, economy. Yeah. And just given where uh, they are, uh, your sort of immediate comparison is Canada. So the Bank of Canada there, also very interesting. What did you make of uh, the BOC? Yeah, so they moderated the pace to a 25 basis points hike uh, that brought rates to 4.5%, the highest since 07. Uh, the interesting part, though, it's not that we didn't expect it based on previous guidance, uh, is that they now expect to hold the policy rate at mm -hmm. the current level. So essentially, uh, rates have likely peaked there. If, of course, uh, that's the caveat here, if, of course, the economy evolves in the way that uh, policymakers project it to. Yeah, that's right. So I just want to double check there. They're looking at the moment to, to monitor. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else from last week that uh, perhaps we're nice. talking about? Yeah, there were something there, here and there, but that's that's the main ones. And uh, I think we've dedicated a good portion to what we saw last week and set the backdrop for where we're going uh, this week. And that's where all the juice is. Well, on that note, let's start off on Wednesday. Wednesday, we're going to see the uh, Fed with its rate announcement. What can we expect there, Nick? Yeah, so markets, we definitely know where markets are. They price in 25 uh, basis points high, which would which, which constitute another slowdown by uh, by the Fed. Uh, I said that last week as well. We haven't seen any meaningful pushback from the Fed uh, against uh, this thing, despite this hawkish um, commentary and stance. Pushback uh, against the pushback against the 25. Is that uh, yeah? Uh, yeah, and, and, yeah. And in fact some members who are voters um, mm -hmm. embraced such a move. So I think given the Fed's history of doing its best to prepare markets and to, and to not surprise markets, I think this is the most likely scenario. I, I would agree. But, I, I, I would yeah. agree there. Sorry, uh, cut you off. Uh, what's, uh, what was... Uh, no, I, I, would, I just wanted to add that they are probably still going to maintain guidance for more hikes, even if they do go to this small hike. Yes, again, so I agree. I think that um, it would be incredibly surprising for them to do anything but 25 basis points if they wanted to push back against the market, because market's still expecting that pivot, right? 
I think yeah. it would be in the commentary and the and the press conference. So for me, yeah. So the thing here is, I, I, I would, I would expect. I don't think there is anyone who's dovish on the Fed right now, right? It's just sage of hawkiness, hawkishness <laughs> for me. Uh, I'm pretty sure that there are members there that would like to uh, go bigger, but I'm not sure that can be achieved given what we've heard. Um, I would believe that some would like to send a stronger message with a bigger hike mostly in regards to you know to the terminal rate that's where the disagreement lies between markets and the fed uh, let's talk more about that um yeah so the fed is saying they're going to deliver on three three more hikes right essentially three more of 25 if we if we go to 25 increments their median projection is for 5.1 and, and what's yeah what's the markets expecting markets believe they will go to five essentially 25 basis points apart that's what they are but on top of that markets also believe that they will cut rates by yes. the uh, towards the end of 2023 uh we know that the fed and the accounts of the last meeting showed that that they do not have any such intentions so if they would like to send a message yeah i cannot rule rule that out but the, where we are now, it's, that's most likely to happen through the the policy uh, statement and the press conference. Look, there's no there's no doubt that there is a um, a dichotomy between what the markets are saying and what the Fed are saying. So yeah. uh, it's going to be very interesting to see um, how this communication evolves. Um, and maybe I I would keep an idea. It's it's I would say that this Fed is mostly a tight ship. In terms of voting, I wouldn't be surprised if there were disagreements. That would be interesting because we have seen uh, fractures in other uh, central banks, but the Fed's generally being yeah, we've seen some tough. centers, but but overall it seems like a tight seat. Yeah. So where there is, I think, uh, pretty, uh, I think, pretty interesting discussion around hawkishness and dovishness. For the Fed, uh, what can we say regarding ECB, which will be on Thursday? Yeah, so I think markets uh, and the and the central bank officials here are pretty much on the same page. Uh, the most likely scenario seems another fifty basis point hike. Um, that would be in line with uh, most of the Fed, of the ECB commentary we have seen recently, in line mm -hmm. with the last policy statement. Uh, and in fact, even another 50 BPS, not only this time, but uh, on the next one, um, is what essentially uh, the, the last policy statement guidance uh, point towards. So uh, we're talking, uh, we're currently at three, is that right? We're looking at uh, potentially 4%? Uh, yeah. The, the, the reason I ask, and uh, I think you're smart at this, is that the terminal rate? Are we going to get any information on the terminal rate? Yes. Yeah, so I, I've given up, I've given up any hope, <laughs> right? Uh, by now, because they've been purposely uh, vague. Although we did sort of get a better idea now, but they definitely uh, haven't provided anything, uh, you know, that is concrete. But definitely, the commentary from 
President Lagarde is going to be interesting around future steps. And this is where we may start to get, um, you know, diversifications. This seems like ironclad. Uh, but the next yeah. one, that's probably where um, uh, questions may start arising. Yeah, so I just want to correct myself. So this this one will take them to three. Another 50 takes them, not two, four, takes them to 3.5. And we just, uh, the, where that terminal rate is, well, that's been very vague. Very yeah. vague indeed. But the ECB is not the only bank that's reporting on uh, Thursday. We also got the Bank of England. I know this is of uh, tremendous interest to you. Nick, what do you expect uh, with regards to Bank of England? Uh, yeah, um, this is the one that is most uncertain. I mean, divisions among policymakers, murky guidance, tough economic environment, create an uncertain and difficult backdrop. Last month, they moderated the pace of hikes to all point by, by increasing by 0.5%. Uh, there were three dissenters, two mm -hmm. of them wanted no change. So I can see any scenario where they're not going to vote for the same thing, but I could see more uh, potentially adding to uh, to this view. Uh, I, I, markets expect, if you see the baseline forecast, they do expect another 50. Yeah. Do you think that is reasonable? I think it is reasonable. Guidance is murky, but they have talked of more hikes. Um, and there's another interesting thing. Rates now are 3.5%. Markets are probably at around 4.5% terminal rate, right? And we haven't seen pushback from the from the BOE lately on that compared to previous months. I don't know if they embrace it, but they're definitely not so strong against um, uh, this terminal rate. So that suggests to me that they need to hike more. That is very interesting. Um, it's going to come down to the to the votes, but isn't it, Nick? Yeah, I think this is going to be interesting to see. So just to um, just uh, give a little bit more information there, it's there's nine voting members. That's, that's, um, yes. And we're just going to see how the, the numbers uh, stack up. Very interesting. Uh, busy week. We've got uh, Fed, we've got ECB, we've got BOE. It's not doesn't end there because we've got Friday's non-farm payroll. Yeah. So uh, the labor market for me is um, really an interesting study at the moment, but definitely want to get your view on that. Nick, what are you expecting on Friday? So uh, the, the pace of job creation has definitely been slowing down over the past uh, few months. Mm -hmm. the, the last print was 223K. Uh, it's not that these are not good numbers, they are, but we've definitely seen um, an impact of the Fed's actions into uh, uh, the labor market. But on the other hand, we saw the unemployment rate dropping back to, to 3.5, and we've seen it over the past month between 3.5 and 3.7, which is in any case very low. So uh, my main reading in terms of policy ramification is that, uh, again, the Fed is making progress on that front, but more work is needed. Uh, that's the takeaway for me. Yeah, I'm going to be very interested. I know the the, the job creation was mainly part time. I think that's problematic. I'll, I'd like I'd like to see where that um, 
member uh, prints for this for this report. And um, the um, I think the average hourly um, I call it the average hours worked is another very interesting uh, metric just to keep an eye on. It's been coming down quite heavily over the last few uh, reports. Yeah, very interesting insight there. Um, well, something we don't talk too often about, but I do want, think it's worth talking about today, is the ISM services PMI. It, it is an important number. Uh, it is coming out also uh, Friday. It's coming out at 3 p.m. GMT. Now, the reason that I'm bringing that up, Nick, is because uh, last month was very interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, because we saw contractions after quite a while uh, in the services uh, sector. Yeah, and it was a it was a surprise to the downside. It was quite a vicious shift to the downside. I think it took the market uh, really by surprise there. And I'm just wondering if they can recover that uh, all important uh, 50 baseline, just the, the the line between expansion and contraction. Yeah, definitely. And of course, how markets are going to to react to that. Yeah, I think um, with the previous one, there was a um, a heavy reaction, wasn't there? Yeah. All right. Um, that's the economic um, the economics on the calendar. Anything else in terms of um, the calendar you want to discuss, Nick? Yes, definitely. Things don't stop there. We have a big week uh, from uh, for earnings uh, for the earnings season. Of course. Um, we had recently Netflix, who you know uh, typically was the first of the fangs. Mm -hmm. um, acronym to to report. Then now we have the the other four. We have Apple, actually Meta, uh, former Facebook, uh, which reports on Wednesday, and then on Thursday we expect Apple, Amazon, and Alphabet. So definitely big, and it it comes against a very tough backdrop for uh, the tech sector. And we also have a few other things like uh, uh, auto giants, uh, General Motors, and Ford. Speaking of uh, car companies, what did you make of Tesla's report last week? Yeah, definitely strong results. Uh, record revenues. Uh, we already knew that it had record um, deliveries and uh, production, but there was some. There is some concern around demand mm -hmm. because there was a widening gap uh, between delivery and production, and also some price cuts. Elon Musk dismissed that. Uh, talked of very um, uh, good, uh, actually the strongest orders in the firm's history. He actually said, and I quoted here, uh, so far in January. So he definitely uh, dismissed that, and the markets reacted negatively. Uh, sorry, positively. And uh, another thing that I'm looking at is the cyber track. We didn't get much more information. He reaffirmed that uh, the futuristic. Uh, pickup truck uh, will go into production around summer, but he does not expect volume production within this year. That's probably we're going to look at 2024. Very interesting. I, I'm just uh, in my mind also. Uh, so we've got uh, Meta, Alphabet, Amazon. That, that, those companies have all cut um, cut jobs. Uh, Netflix. Uh, yeah, Apple uh, had, hadn't. Uh, we haven't seen any. Um, cuts there. I can't remember any such. Yeah, reason, but all the other have all the other three uh, have definitely been doing so lately and from last year. And then, of course, we had uh, Netflix, which has seemed to be uh, the the dark horse, isn't it? Yeah, it has. Uh, it has 
taken action to sort of mitigate the issues we saw in the in the first half and the second half of 2020 had been uh, better and uh, a strong start to the year. Terrific. Terrific. Nick, uh, what else do you have on your uh, agenda? Anything um, that we need to talk about? That's pretty much it. Again, big week for central banks and their next season. Of course, uh, cost is needed uh, due to uh, the impact and uh, on volatility and prices that this can potentially, um, you know, uh, bring. Terrific insight, Nick. As always, very much appreciated. Thank you. Uh, just to our listeners out there, if you can listen all the way to the end, we're going to have our regional disclaimers up next. FXCM Limited, www.fxcm.com forward slash UK. CFDs are complex instruments and come with a high risk of losing money rapidly due to leverage. 71% of retail investor accounts lose money when trading CFDs with this provider. You should consider whether you understand how CFDs work and whether you can afford to take the high risk of losing your money. FXCM Australia. You can sustain a total loss of deposits. Please refer to our product disclosure statement at www.fxm.com forward slash au. FXCM markets, losses can exceed deposits. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, other information or references to third party sites contained in this podcast are provided on an as is basis as general market commentary and do not constitute investment advice. The market commentary has not been prepared in accordance with legal requirements designed to promote the independence of investment research, and it is therefore not subject to any prohibition on dealing ahead of dissemination. Although this commentary is not produced by an independent source, FXM takes all sufficient steps to eliminate or prevent any conflicts of interest arising out of the production and dissemination of this communication. Past performance is not an indicator of future results.